Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah, the middle Aliyah of Parshas Noyach, and Hashem spoke to Noyach and had to tell him, get out of the ark. Although Noyach was very uncomfortable in the ark as we explored his incredible hard work, he wasn't necessarily excited to go back out. It was a peaceful coexistence in the ark, and the world he had left a year ago was absolute anarchy, and he wasn't sure what he's walking back into. So Hashem says, leave the ark. Yes, it won't be as spiritually powerful and messianic as it was in the ark, unity-wise, but you got to live. And you go back to your wife, and your sons go back to their wives, and, tell all, and all the animals should go, all the creatures should go, and everyone should be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Now, Noah goes out, but he doesn't buy into it. He, doesn't, he separates himself from his wife, continues living together with his sons, and the, the wife continues to live with her daughters-in-law. Why? He's like, what's the point? I'm going to have children, and Hashem's going to wipe them out again. Like, why put kids into this world? Which ultimately is a big excuse that people use often, and that is, why would I bring kids into such a world? Noah was the first one to really um, present it in that way. Although Adam as well, after one son killed the other son, he wasn't exactly pro-family. Now, all the beasts and animals, they confirm, they reaffirm their commitment that they will not be crossbreeding. Now, Noah is grateful that he survived, although he's not necessarily wanting to have more children. So he takes from the pure animals that he had brought on the ark. He took some of every species of spiritually pure livestock and of every kind of spiritually pure bird. And he offered them as offerings to Hashem. It's the kind of offering that the, the human being eats none of it. It all gets burnt at the altar. Now Hashem so-called smells the appeasing fragrance. In other words, he acknowledges it. Just like he acknowledged Hevel, Abel's gift, many years back. And Hashem now says to himself, so be it. I swear that I will never curse the soil again because of the humanity. The inclination of a human heart is complex and it has an evil inclination from youth, from birth. But I won't, I won't strike it again. Ultimately, I created the human being this way and I won't do, do this flood again. As long as the earth lasts, none of these seasons, and interesting, over here he refers to six seasons, not four seasons. He calls them seed time, harvest, cold, heat, summer, winter. And each season is two months. It usually starts in the middle of a lunar month. So, for example, right now, we are in seed time, um, at least in the northern hemisphere, which is between heat and cold. And that starts at the first day of Sukkot and finishes halfway through the month of Kislev. That's followed by, as we said, cold, winter, harvest, summer, heat, seed time again. God blesses Noah and his son and says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. I promise you, you'll be fertile. And I, I just told you, I'm not going to destroy the people again, so don't be worried. And they will not be threatened by animals. Um, if you remember, once Adam and Eve sinned, uh, once Cain sinned, sorry, um, animals were no longer afraid of human beings. Hashem says, I will restore that balance between the animal kingdom and the human kingdom, as long as people are decent. And they won't, uh, animals won't be running around eating people alive, at least on the most part. 
And from now on, Hashem says, just like plant vegetation, I now give you everything. Now you're allowed to eat meat, kind of words. You're allowed to consume meat. Now, Hashem says like this. Until now, I was worried that if I give the power of life and death, people would delude themselves to think that they're godlike. But because now the human being after the flood is weaker and needs the meat, needs the proteins, and also because the spiritual makeup of the world is more conducive for people to be spiritually refined rather than as coarse as pre-flood, I'll allow it. But obviously only of a dead animal, not of a living animal, nor its blood. We cannot consume the blood of an animal. Although I have allowed you to kill animals, do not think I gave you power over life and death, because I don't even allow you to spill one drop of blood from yourself. I will settle the score if you do. And Hashem says if a, if a person takes their own life by suicide, um, Hashem, um, there, there is a consequence in afterlife. And obviously that's when it, the suicide comes from a mindful place versus when it comes from a place of deep darkness and mental illness, which is just another, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's not the same category. But that's for a different time. Human life is so precious that from now on I will settle the count. If an animal kills a human, that animal will be accountable. Now, Hashem also goes into more details. says, I want, I want to talk about people killing other people. I will empower the courts to punish anyone who commits a witnessed act of murder. I will settle the account of human life myself if the courts cannot do it. And even someone who does unintentional manslaughter, there has to be some kind of consequence. And like Rashi says, sometimes the accidental manslayer um, will accidentally kill another murderer that, that killed intentionally before. So basically the manslayer who's doing it by mistake, they're killing somebody who had a reason. Now obviously going around now and start saying, okay, each person that was killed by mistake means something. It doesn't. But Hashem does say that there, that there is a cycle in this world and through his perspective, there is a circle of life and things are playing out the way they need to play out. Whoever intentionally sheds human blood and was warned not to do so, and there were witnesses, his blood, his blood must be shed by human court. For Hashem made man in the image of God, made the human being in the image of God. And this is the famous expression, Hashem created the human being in his image. And now Hashem turns to Noah again and says, after I finish this whole conversation, I command you, be fruitful and multiply. Proliferate upon the earth. Make it populous. So much so that Rashi says, the reason why it comes together this procreate right after murder is if you or your descendants refrain from procreating consciously, I consider it tantamount to committing murder. I want you to bring people into this world. Now, besides that, Noah's children undertook to show honor to their parents, to make sure that they don't fall, you know, become immoral. Understanding that these principles, the Noahide laws, are the foundation of a just society that were undermined in previous generations. And that's really when the Noahide laws, although they were technically, most of them, commanded also to Adam's descendants, they fully take off, at least by some, of Noah's descendants. Have a great day.